Boom! We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, here. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week, as always. We're doing this on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday. Had a bit of a situation yesterday, but either way, we're giving you guys your weekly podcast. We're excited to do it. There's a lot to get into. There's the Iowa Open practice or spring practice, whatever you want to call it, spring football. Uh, There was Iowa Hawkeyes being drafted. A little bit of drama on the Twitter sphere with Zach Wilson. There's drama with the C.J. Frederick story. A lot of good stuff to get to, plus Iowa's uh, uh, field hockey team in the Final Four, plus Iowa baseball doing very well. Um, Before we get into any of that, I just want to thank you guys for your guys' support. Truly, you've been uh, absolutely fantastic. YouTube, uh, you know, the views going up, uh, SoundCloud, the whole nine yards. You guys have been awesome. Uh, you know, the, the website. Um, if you guys do want to donate, you guys can. There is on the website. There is a, a, a PayPal. I, I may do a PayPal. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, because part of me, you know, just wants to completely do this out of the generosity of my heart. But the other part of me realizes, you know, in, the, in this capitalistic society that our time is worth, you know, a little bit. So I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But anyway, um, before I get into that, smash the follow button on Twitter at 247 Hawkeye. The best place to find me is on Facebook, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, and obviously my partner, Dean Green, a.k.a. Dean Prime. I'm introducing you. How are you doing, Dean? I'm doing great this morning. Thank you. It's good to hear from you. Um, let, let me ask you, um, what is your thoughts on keys, uh, on the uh, payment thing? Because where I'm at on it, honestly, this is where I'm at is, uh, and I know this is kind of a weird uh, thing, but I'm just curious. You know, there's part of my mind that's like, okay, everybody who does something, even if it's out of the generosity of their heart, if it's good, you know, it, uh, you know, I don't know, you should take advantage of it. Um, what do you think, Dave? It's not crazy, you, is it? You're talking about the name, image, likeness payment thing? Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I used to be against it. Because I yeah. thought these guys were getting a free college education, and I thought that was enough. But honestly, I don't have any problem with these guys making some money off of their name and, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but people don't understand. This is not like a payment where the university is going to cut them a check. Right. No. This is separate from the university. The university doesn't have anything to do with this. This would be something like if J-Bo went out wanted to do um, – do a commercial for a local car dealership or something like that. Well, you honestly, Dean, oh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're talking about that right now. And, Dean, I agree with everything you said. The, the only thing I've ever said is that um, is that I don't know how, in this day and age, how you there – there is not a plan on the table that um, makes all the parties involved – uh, happy enough. You know, you have Title IX, you have the politics. Of this. There's just not something on the table. But absolutely, I agree with you there. I was more asking about our website, uh, you know, if it's uh, okay for the payment thing. But um, that's all good. We're going to get, yeah, what do you think? Okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. <laughs> it's all good, partner. Um, probably a bad question anyway. That That's more on me anyway. All right, let's get into um, the open practice. That's why we're here. Um, the, the spring game, if you will, 
Um, and I'm gonna, by the way, you know, credit to Hawkeye Nation for getting good video here. Um, definitely gonna give them the credit here. They deserve it. Um, I'm gonna put the Spencer uh, uh, Petras highlights on first. Uh, for those of you guys listening on uh, the podcast, just audio, uh, we do have video now. You guys can find it on Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, or you guys can find it on Facebook, whatever uh, works for you. Um, so my thoughts right out of the get-go, Dean, is mm-hmm. that there's only, there's only two practices that we see, and right. it is so limited. It really is. You know, I go back and I think about um, the time, you know, the time frame in my own sports and things like that. And the reality is, too, you know, there were, I can think back multiple occasions where guys that were not solid, uh, you know, were not uh, game time ready, but they did solid in one or two practices. And, you know, it is what it is. So my point here is that we don't see everything. Uh, this is only two practices, and the coaches have a much bigger landscape when it comes to, I mean, for instance, Dean, they have seen Spencer Petras, Alex Padilla, and Deuce Hogan throw over 100 balls. We haven't even seen them throw 100. I mean, Spencer, we've seen throw 100 because of last season. But outside of that, we haven't even seen these guys throw 100 balls. So it, it's very hard. The one thing I will say, and then I'll toss it to you, Dean, on on your thoughts, just, you know, whatever you want to do, Mm -hmm. um, is, and I've talked about this many times, there is a massive difference between someone who is good in practice and someone who is good in a game where there are fans and there's a referee. I don't know what changes it. I really don't because, I, you know, but I just know that there is a difference. I remember plenty of guys who were so good in practice, but it did not translate into the actual thing. So the spring game is a good way to assess who the gamers are, if you will, uh, who show up under the bright light, as they say. All right, Dean, you're up. Okay. Well, let's, let's go back on the people who practice better than they do in the games or in the games better than they do in practice. Um Chuck Long, as everybody knows, one of our most beloved quarterbacks, has admittedly admitted that he had awful practices. He was just a gamer, and he came out and he just he just did what it had to take to win games. So it's yeah. possible. But um, just let's go back to the three the three main quarterbacks here because we lost the fourth one that you see in these films already. He's in the transfer portal. So. Ooh. Um, his name is Connor. I can't even think Kappasak. of his name. Yeah. Kappasak. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think he saw the writing on the wall, and I don't blame him for getting out of Dodge. That was fine. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, go okay. ahead, Dean. Sorry. Okay, all right. So, watching these three films, all three, all, all three of these guys on both of the open practices that I've watched, I'm not impressed with any of the three of them, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Even Deuce Hogan, who I, I thought, me, I kind of liked what he did in the previous open practice. He did a lot more tuck and runs, but honestly, that's not what Iowa wants. They don't want their quarterback to tuck and run. No, they don't. Uh, no, and I saw that Deuce did less of that, and he looked, I, to me, he looked uncomfortable in these games, this um, um, practice film that I saw. But, you know, I was expecting more out of out, out, out of Spencer um, in these highlights. I, I thought... 
after 15 practices, these are, this was his 15th practice of the spring. And, you know, yeah. I just thought I'd see this guy, you know, being on target. And honestly, I came away out of the three, I came away being more impressed with Alex Padilla in these three and the, out of these three than I did out of the other two. And, um, I, I found it amusing that I didn't hear about um, Kirk Ferentz's comments until later after I'd already made my judgment and wrote it down that Alex Padilla was the more impressive of the three for me this week. And Kirk Ferentz even admitted that Alex Padilla is gaining ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I haven't been locked in that much to uh, the – the drama, if you will, for the starting quarterback, you know, for me, mm -hmm. uh, it is 100% Spencer's and, uh, you know, and right now I'm watching the highlights and that, that when I say that, I'm not saying that Padilla hasn't shown promise, but you know, I'll be very clear. You know, the reality is I have not seen Padilla even throw a hundred balls. And the mm -hmm. fact of the matter is what he has shown me is not, he has not even he has not done well enough for me to be like, yep, he's it. He is getting <laughs> it kind of game. That's yeah. the truth. You know? And you know, we go back to that doesn't mean that it that it's not there, that there's not a possibility. Um, you know, when I watch Padilla, you know, it, it's pretty obvious that he is very comfortable in the pocket. So is Spencer, but he's you know. Padilla seems like a death by a million cuts type of guy. You, when you look at the passes, he's just like boom, boom, you know, boom, um, which is which is good. But again, I will emphatically say I, I haven't seen enough. And I go back to the CJ Beathard and uh, Jake Rudock situation, and you know, Beathard had come in and he balled. I mean, he literally came in and won a game after being down by double digits to Pittsburgh. You know, so it's a whole different situation for me. Also, you know, Petrus is going against first-team guys, uh, and, you know, that's why they are called first-team guys versus second-team mm -hmm. guys and third-team, because there is a difference, folks. I promise you that. There are levels to even the talent <laughs> at Division One. I. I can promise you that. Um, so, but... But, Dean, I'll say this. I was not like that pass right there. That's a good pass. But I will say I was not massively impressed by uh, Petrus either. I wasn't impressed by Padilla, uh, and I wasn't impressed by mm -hmm. Petrus either. Um, you know, it, 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 it's really hard to judge, too, because it's only two practices. So, um, you right. know, I'll say that. Um, so uh, let's go back to what Kirk said here. Uh, he said Padilla is gaining ground. Uh, what was the original question? Do you remember? Oh, I I don't remember. He well, what, what he first started to say was is that both of them were gaining ground, and um, he he started to slip up and make it sound like there was going to be a quarterback controversy, and he cut himself off and just said, "Well, Spencer's still our starting quarterback." Yeah, but but you'd have to go back and play. It's on YouTube. The whole um, question and, and answer. But he cut himself. I thought it was kind of funny because he almost slipped up and said something he didn't want to say. But right. you know, and I would agree with you. Right now, Spencer's our starting quarterback. Come yes, come the fall, he will be unless something drastic happens. 
Um, he will be our it starting quarterback. It has to be drastic, Dean. I mean, right. it really does. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, he basically has to get injured to be be kept off yeah. the field from the ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's talk. Yeah. Okay. So some other things. You know, I'm watching the highlights here. I, you know, I I brought up Gavin Williams multiple times. He looked pretty damn good here uh, in the in the spring. What do you think about the other stuff outside the quarterback? Because for me, Dean. You know, everybody, you know, um, by the way, I forgot, we're going to talk about this also, the post-spring, uh, you know, 247 uh, rankings, let's bring that up, Iowa 247 uh, sports rankings. But, you know, uh, for me, when Iowa uh, has, you know, good rushing, they're all good. You go back to the 2015 season with C.J. Beathard, and you watch the highlights, and th- there were multiple games where the running game just brought Iowa home, Dean. They just brought them home and won the game mm-hmm. with a multiple, you know, multiple uh, three dragon-headed monster, um, if that's even possible, that just uh, did their thing. So would you, outside of the quarterbacks, what excited you? I, I'll say right off the bat, outside of Gavin Williams, Sam Laporta looks real good in that second practice. It looks mm-hmm. like Josiah Meenan is the third tight end. Uh, I don't know how close he is um, to Luke Lachey, but that was the third tight end. Uh, so, yeah, what outside the quarterback to be? Okay. Well, you, you mentioned it earlier. Gavin Williams is definitely – he's making I, – I don't know. If, if I, I read Kelly Martin's not ready to go in the fall, I'm the, I, I, feel, I feel comfortable with Gavin Williams out there Great as, number two, as, as, as number two uh, running back. But, however – if Ivory's ready to go, then Gavin will be the third running back. Yeah, you know? I would. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I would agree with that. But again, you know, it does kind of suck that we haven't been able to see Kelly Martin. Uh, <coughs> that guy, you know, if you think about it, Dean, how much we've been able to see him over five years is very, very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it does sound. Like Gavin Williams has made uh, some 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 movement. What do you think about the tight ends and and uh, I don't know the yeah the wide receivers, the tight ends, and things like that. You know what stood out to me is obviously Keegan Johnson. No mm-hmm. doubt, I you know I, there's no hiding that. Um, that you know again, uh, Arlen Bruce. Which this is this bothers me a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which is. Um, in recruiting, for, for, for someone like me, to, when I look at athletic talent, it is so easy to be like, dude, if you just chose Iowa, uh, if you just chose Iowa, I promise you, you will have a very strong chance of making big-time money in the NFL. At the very least, you're going to be turned into a strong young man, you know, by going to Iowa. And that's case in point by Keegan Johnson, who wasn't even – I mean, he's four stars, and so was Arlen Bruce. But, Dean, it wasn't like they were top 100, okay? They were four-star guys, but they weren't top 100. They come to Iowa, and they immediately come in there and make a difference. Because mixed with their talent and the Iowa coaching staff, it's just – it's beautiful, baby. It's beautiful. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I absolutely agree with you. On all counts, that um, Iowa gets these guys prepared for the NFL. I just wish we had more success 
in the wing column and more West titles to go with that. I mean, it, there's no doubt on the success on putting people in the NFL. Now I just want to see that convert into titles. Yeah, it, uh, without question, Dean, it would be the titles because Iowa, if you go from 2016, I believe is 13th. If they're top 15 for sure in mm-hmm. 2015, which is awesome. That's incredible. It is, you know. Um, on a side note here, because we are talking the spring practice, and I'm, I'm trying to find these post-spring rankings. I'll be able to find it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, me, I, I've said it to you multiple times, Dean. Um, Iowa sports right now is, is just phenomenal. Every sport has a chance to do well. Uh and not just do well. I mean, if we go through it all, Dean, football finished 15th in the country. Basketball was top five for most of the year. Women's basketball made Sweet 16. Iowa baseball is in the NCAA tournament as of right now. The women's soccer made the NCAA tournament, won the Big Ten. The wrestling team won a national championship. This is, in my eyes, pretty incredible, Dean. What do you think? Oh, no, it is incredible. Um, and there are so many of the other sports that you left off, the tennis and the track that are doing well. I think the golf team didn't make the NCAA tournament, but I believe one of their golfers made an automatic bid. So he's in there representing the university and an automatic bid. Um, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And what the spring sports have done this year, I mean, of course, some of them were fall sports moved to the spring, but, yeah. you know, the <laughs> But I mean, everybody's done so well. The I think the only exception might be the volleyball team. I'm not sure how they did, but I know yeah. that they're they're not always one of the better teams when they're out there. But but yeah, it's pretty I'm, crazy because volleyball's big in the state of Iowa. Team is you know Nebraska's winning volleyball is pretty dang good. You know, yeah, that's yeah. surprising. But yeah, you, but Dean, you know, does does the credit go to Gary Barda? Is that where it goes? Well, I don't know how much credit he gets, but he gets credit for hiring the right coaches. You know, he put the right coaches in place to coach these guys. The baseball coach, the soccer coach, um, the softball coach. Softball team is doing well. All these people. And I, wasn't it the, the volleyball coach he fired or was it the softball coach he fired? Right, exactly. <laughs> the, the softball coach and uh, field hockey, you know, gave a lawsuit against Iowa, you know, for mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, uh, feminism. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. It. And the field hockey team, I don't know. Maybe you mentioned it. It's in the final four of the NCAA. That is a massive <laughs> turnaround, Dean, to lose your coach and, you know, with that kind of uh, departure. And mm-hmm. then, you know, now you're in the NCAA tournament. I, it's funny, dude. I had this and I wasn't talking through it. I got a, like, okay, I, I got a question yeah, for you up? based on that. Out of all those sports, which coach do you think that Iowa cannot afford to lose? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it can be men or women's, just in yeah. your opinion. <laughs> um, I would probably say uh, I think Iowa would be able to find someone to replace Fran McCaffrey. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> now that would be a big loss. There's no question about it. You know, same for Iowa women's basketball. I think they would find the right person. Not, and, and that's not me saying that they're not fantastic coaches. They are. Um, I just think that it would be 
easier, unquestionably for me, being it is uh, football because in football you never truly know what's going to happen until the person gets the reins and, and mm-hmm. you know where they take it. Uh, Iowa. When they lose Kirk Ferentz, I am going to be on the edge of my seat to see what happens. I mean, I really am because, you know, it, um, you know, it's just the way it is, you know, Dean. It really is. Um, who would it be for you? Um, I was thinking um, the baseball coach. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? And I, and, and I was leaving – I was going to leave football out of it, you know, because I think that goes without saying that, Yeah. you know – Kirk is the kingpin of coaches right now as far as longevity. And, yeah. You, know. you were asking about smaller sports. I would agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to go with the baseball coach because I think he's done so much for that program since he's come yeah. on board. And I don't think they can afford to lose him. I'm with you 100%. That's a great, uh, that's a great analysis. I think, I think Iowa baseball would uh, – yeah – it's not. It's not easy to find somebody to do what Rick Heller's done. I, Dean, Iowa baseball is not known for you know getting guys to the MLB or uh, or uh, you know being a consistent Big Ten title team. By the way, what do you think of the hat, dude? I love it. I love it. I got to get me a new hat too because mine's yeah. kind of looking a little funky and frayed. Yeah, uh, you got to get the baseball hat. To me, the baseball hat is the hat, you know. Um, I, I chose this one, you know, for the audience that's listening and not watching. Um, I, I, you know, I chose the base, the, the uh, yeah, the Iowa baseball hat. Um, I chose the, uh, what, would you, what would you call this, camel, but it's more military camel. I was going to say kind of a camel, camouflage, cameo. Camouflage. Yeah, I would call it camouflage. Army camouflage. Yeah. Call it that. Yeah. Um, and you know, listen, Dean, I love the black and gold hat. Obviously, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. But uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, unquestionably, it is harder to put that hat with other clothes. It is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so that's why I chose this. And this hat looks good. So, uh, but you know, I'm I'm probably going to get both hats, dude. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be ordering a new one soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, once it starts inching towards football season, Dean, you know, it just, it's just, it is what it is. You start getting excited and, uh, you know, uh, you love the gear. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, going, you know, just to put a bow on open practice, you know, um, I, I'm happy that Josiah Neiman was back. I think he's very talented, Dean. Uh, I was happy to see him. I didn't want to lose him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I will say it's strange that Iowa, you know, in, re- in recruiting, you look at Iowa, they are always in the top six for some guy, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a girl, or it's like a girlfriend or a boy, whatever, dude, being strung along, strung along, strung along. And then, okay, see ya, you know, they, you know, uh, and they choose some other school. That bothers me so much. Not that the, that the recruit does that, but just that Iowa allows themselves to be strung along like that. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong in noticing that, but they have swung and missed on many a tight ends, Dean, 
in the past year or two now. That they I mean, have. if you really looked at it, it would be about six, seven guys, dude. So, but I'm happy that Josiah Neiman uh, came back. Uh, and so, um, you know, for me on, on the spring, it was good to see them. Uh, Sam Laporta, in my, you know, I, he's going to be the top tight end. Uh, you know, Tyler, what do you think about Tyler Goodson's comments, Dean, about what he wants to be? Uh, he wants to be the uh, Dope Walker Award winner. What do you think on that? I love his attitude. I love it because he's got a goal in mind and he'll work hard to get it. Um, I don't know, you know, we'll have to wait till the season starts to see how he does. I do believe he'll get over a thousand yards rushing, but to get the Doak Walker award, he might have to be closer to 2000, but um, we'll see. Yeah. He's got some competition from his rival over at Iowa state. <laughs> in my, in my uh, draft video, when that Iowa state running back got drafted, I mm. was so ticked being because the guy, his stats were so low. It was like, he didn't even play. And so, I know it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we may come back to the spring practice here, but I'm going to move us toward the NFL and uh, okay. you know, in the NFL. Uh, you know, one thing that is became abundantly clear to me when I was paying attention to it is that, and by the way, folks, just like recruiting, uh, I don't really care much for the NFL draft. I, you know, I, I check in for Iowa guys, but that's it. But, Dean, one thing that became abundantly clear is that from the end of the season to the NFL draft is an entire competition in and of itself from guys. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a second competition. You have what you did on the field, and then you have – that little competition in run-up to the NFL draft, and it includes it includes uh, the the combine, it includes uh, workouts, it includes uh, you know performances at the seat at the you know for instance, Chauncey Golston did very well at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Alaire Jackson did not, and it mattered. It mattered a lot. You know, you look at Davion Nixon. Nixon, from the, the from the end of the season all the way to the actual draft, he just kept slipping and slipping and slipping because he didn't do anything, Dean, after the season that was like, wow, okay. So mm -hmm. he kept being dropped in the minds of, of people. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say that it's, it is crazy how much of a competition it really is after the season, as opposed to what you saw with your own two eyes from the production itself in college. Yeah, so, I got a question for you on this yeah, one. What's up? Okay, uh, you know, when um, Davion Nixon opted out to, for the NFL, he was considered a first or second round draft pick by all the experts, yes. which is why he came out. Do you think if he'd have known he was going to go in the fifth round and lose millions of dollars by being a fifth rounder, do you think he would have stayed in Iowa one more year to try to secure a first or second round and millions more money? <laughs> I love, Dane is on fire today. I love the question. Uh, he would have came back. Um, and, you know, listen, Dean, uh, you know, I've made this article. Um, I'm trying to find the article for the 247 
uh, rankings, um, and it's bothering me that I can't uh, find it. Anyways, can I answer Go to ESPN question? because I think ESPN's the one that did the actual rankings. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, here it is. Top, here it is. I found it. But uh, okay. to answer the question, if he knew that he was going to go then, uh, absolutely he would have came back to Iowa. And, you know, everybody says that, you, that your draft stock will never be higher. They always say that. Mm -hmm. I just think that's the dumbest thing that you can say because mm -hmm. the reality is is that uh, you can always drop in the minds of people uh, and you can always gain ground. You know, if Davion Nixon came back and he had even – if he had three quarters of the season he just had, he would have been a guaranteed second first-round pick. Uh -huh. With two seasons like that, I mean, that's why Chauncey Golston got picked because over three seasons there was solid production. By the way, you know, um, uh, Bimbo, uh, you know, Skip Bayless, you know, said that Cha that was a terrible pick uh, getting Chauncey Golston – the funny thing is, you know, Chauncey Golston will probably end up being the second or third best pick for the Cowboys because Iowa Hawkeyes are always solid in the NFL. But anyway, I digress. But, um, yeah, Dean, I think you would have came back. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it was it was it shocking to you? Because it, it seemed like you were a little surprised about it. You know, I did a poll question. You know, what was the most surprising? Chauncey Golston being the first off the board? Alaire Jackson not getting drafted or Nixon dropping to the fifth. You know, what what were your just what were your thoughts on the on Well, the I, I I think Nixon dropping till the fifth. I mean, I could see a, a scenario where he could have dropped to the third or something. Um, but I think we both agreed on our pre draft show that he was gonna be the first Hawkeye off the board. 100%. And that didn't happen. And he wasn't even the second Hawkeye off the board. <laughs> yeah, he was the third, you're right. By the way, your boy here was correct. I said four Hawkeyes would go, maybe mm -hmm. five, and I, I told you, and, and you were high on Nick Neiman as well, but, you know, I'm just, I'm giving myself a little pat on the back. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, although I didn't think Neiman would be one of the four. I really didn't. Yeah. I said he he could possibly go on the seventh, but I thought I thought it more of an undrafted free agent. My four would have included a Larry Jackson, and of course, you know, that's shocking. That's to me, that's as shocking as as Davian Nixon dropping down. You know, Larry Jackson. I don't know how you leave a four year starter at left tackle. Um, how do you leave him off out of your? You know, what did he do that made him so undesirable? <laughs> that is, you know, it's a great question because that's the only. That's the perfect word. Undesirable. It makes zero. I mean, Dean, he went. Think about this, okay? And Iowa fans, think about this with me. You know, be in my thought bubble with. Alaric <laughs> um, uh, Jackson went from being higher than Tristan worse on a lot of people's board, all the way to being undrafted, Dean. Mm-hmm. And it's not as though he played bad. I mean, the dude was a second-team All-Big Ten performer twice. He Actually, he might have been a first-team the, the last year. It is shocking. that To me, that was the most shocking. You know, because I, I could see a scenario where Nixon slid. I could. Mm -hmm. Even though that's still shocking, that, you know, I could still see that. It, when Golston was the first off the board, that was not shocking to me at all. Mm -hmm. the dude, 
had a solid combine. He's 6'5", with, with great length. He can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. That was not shocking to me one bit. Um, Alaric Jackson was the most shocking, Dean. It was shocking. Now. I know. And you know what? Uh, last year, he came back. I mean, he, he flirted with the idea of leaving for the NFL, but he decided to come back to increase his um, his chances for the NFL. Do you think that he had an inkling and feedback last year that would have pointed to something like this? I think so, Dean. I think last year he was further from the NFL than we thought. Mm -hmm. You know, um, right. I, I don't think he was closer last year. I think he was further. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I read some of the reports, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it was just strange. Not, you know, people were not high on him like they usually are for Iowa offensive linemen being. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody write that his feet work, aka footwork, work was terrible. Um, you know, literally saying that it was terrible. Um, you know, and then also, Dean, it's not as though he dominated in the combine. So, um, and then, his, his senior bowl thing hurt him as well. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, and I think, too, I think too um, you remember, he didn't play well at the beginning of the season. He started to come on later in the season. And so yeah. I'm wondering if that hurt him, too. I think, I think there must have been a lot of things that hurt that guy. By the way, do you like these headphones? Be honest with me. Right now. They look, they look fine, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they are kind of big. <laughs> it's my phone here. Um, oh yeah, you sound. Yeah. Oh man, you sound so much better with those on. These. These. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, Dean. It was shocking that Alaric went that low. No question about it. Or um. Now, the good news is that the NFL is a meritocracy. That's the good news. And I think he went to a good place in, in the Rams. You know, um, the Rams gave Austin Blythe the shot, and he took it. Mm -hmm. and he, he did very well. Um, they did take – They, I, I believe – I don't know for sure if, they, if, if this is correct, but I think they took the guy from Northwestern – but listen, Dean, if, if he is good enough to play in the NFL, he will play. We both know that. So that's right. the good. But yeah, he, he has an opportunity. He has his opportunity. He has his shot. Now it's up to him to go out and earn it. I think Brandon Smith, Sean Beyer, I think all the Hawkeyes who were undrafted have a good shot. I really do. Oh, I do. What do you think about Sean Beyer as a tight end going to the Broncos where they've already got Noah Fett? <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I love wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be I nice really to do. see those? Wouldn't it be nice to see those two line up together for you know on one, of, one be, of the plays? <laughs> that, that would be seriously, Dean. That would be incredible. That would be so awesome. Yeah, uh, really would. It would be good for Iowa. Uh, it would be good for Sean Beyer. I don't think he threatens Noah Fant at all. I think Sean mm -hmm. Byer would be excellent number two. He can block. He can run routes. I think Sean Byer is an excellent second option at tight end. Um, out of the undrafted guys, Dean, who do you think 
has the best shot and who do you feel good about making a roster? Um, I'm going to go with Larry Jackson. I think he's got the best shot. He's got talent undeniably, and he just, he's just he's going to have his shot to go and do it. And I think he's got the best shot of, of catching on. But honestly, I could make a case where everybody but Corey Cronk makes a team. Yeah, me too. You're exactly right. <laughs> Were you You're surprised exactly- about that one? That was just, that was surprised me. He was not on my list. <laughs> where, where did he go? I don't I don't remember. Where did he go? I, um, I think he went to Tennessee. Like, see if um, that's on my list list here, real quick. Let me pull it up. To, to answer your question, no, it did not surprise me. I mean, he, here's the reality, folks: is that he went honestly, to the Packers. Packers, yeah, Packers. He stayed close to home. Honestly, <laughs> folks, I can make a case that the defensive line for Iowa is the best position right now. <laughs> I mean, Dean, every starter at defensive end has been drafted since. Mm -hmm. uh, And then if you go back to Parker Hesse, he's on the Titans as well. I mean, not on the defensive line, but he's in the NFL. So you can make a case for the defensive line. Uh, And my, my overall point is that if you start for the Iowa Hawkeyes, if you start, and I can even almost say if you just play, you will have a shot in the NFL. That is where the Iowa program is right now, which is amazing. And it needs to be turned into big West titles, honestly, but that's where it is Dean. Um, And it, you know, I believe 36 Iowa Hawkeyes have been drafted since 2015 or 16. That's, that's a good number. That's, that's, that's quite a number. You know who I'm most excited about who did actually get drafted is the Amir Smart Smart Smith set? Amir Smith Smart set. I'll tell you, I've been saying that name for years, and I still can't get it right. Yeah, I love the fact that the Vikings chosen. You know, the Vikings have always been my team, and I didn't know that. it's going to be yeah, it's going to be exciting to see him. Hopefully, he gets back there and he does a lot of kick returns and stuff, and yeah. what he can do. And I think that's where he'll play at first. You know, and then you know, work his way into a wide receiver role. Um, but I think he's going to start there, and I'm excited to see that. The only fortunate, unfortunate part is, as you well know, we've got so many freaking California teams that teams like Minnesota rarely get on our TV here, unless they end yeah. up on like a Monday night or a Sunday night football special. Yeah, you, have to, you you have to get um, Sunday ticket to watch the Vikings out here. Yeah, I barely see Bears games now. I, folks, I'll be honest. I'm not a diehard Bears fan. Honestly, I'm not. <laughs> I like the Bears. I'm not diehard, though. I mean, I'm a diehard Iowa fan. Um, but, um, yeah, Dean, it's, it's awesome. You know, it seems when I, was, when I was doing the draft video, it seemed that he was, that, that he was the um, most – people were excited that he was drafted. Iowa fans, mm-hmm. outside of Iowa fans, Minnesota fans were very excited. And I agree with it. You know, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he can, you know, he helps in the kick return right away, literally right away. Now, then again, Iowa State's running back who literally wasn't even good enough to get over 500 yards in college is who Amir Smith-Marset will be competing against. But I think Amir Smith-Marset will do just fine and he'll beat him out easily. <laughs> also, um, and so 
Minnesota, Dean, as a Vikings fan, you know you got an excellent pick with mm-hmm. Amir Smith-Marset. There's still a lot of growth for him. Um, and he just reminds me of a guy that, that will find a way to succeed. And that's, yes. that's, that's a great compliment. And you know what my hope is this year for the Vikings? What is it? What? That Kirk Cousins finally gets hurt enough that he can't play for the Vikings anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just don't like Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. I really yeah. don't. I just feel like I feel like he's holding the Vikings back somehow. But <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's – I don't know, Dean. I mean, it's would you rather have him or uh, be in a situation – would you – because Kirk Cousins kind of reminds me of what the Cowboys are with. You, you have a top 15 quarterback. But mm-hmm. he is not – Kirk Cousins is never going to win football games for you, you know, so mm-hmm. you have to find a way. But he's not going to lose them either. So you have mm-hmm. to find a way elsewhere. From what I hear, uh, Nate Stanley is doing an excellent job. Um, you know, Browning, who I know personally is, is competing as well, Jake Browning. Um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe Nate Stanley will be – it would not shock me at all, Dean, if Nate mm-hmm. Stanley became your guys' guy. That would not shock me in the least. Also, from the draft, and I said this, the four guys and what easily could have been five Iowa draft picks, I mean, it was close. In my, I guarantee you if there was just five more picks, Iowa would have had five draft picks. But anyways, the, the amount of draft picks that Iowa has shows where they are at in the Big Ten and in the national landscape. And in my opinion, how much further ahead Iowa is from Iowa State. Um, you know, Iowa is so established, Dean, uh, you know, not just in college, but NFL teams just, they trust Iowa draft picks. I can't think, the only draft pick that I can, there's two picks, and, and, and the, one of them is on the fence. But there's two people that I can think that got drafted from Iowa that has not been as productive as they could be. Outside of that, everybody contributes that gets drafted. And that would be Carl Davis and Josh Jackson for um, the Packers, Dean. So, um, but the point is, is that Iowa guys, when they go to the NFL, they are productive. They may not be all Big Ten guys, but they are productive. They will Mm -hmm. do well for you. So, listen, folks, um, again, from what I watched in the draft, my biggest takeaway is that it abs- that the NFL draft, as much as a GMs and executives want to say that the guys on television and the media don't know jack squat, and they don't, Dean. I mean, the truth is, if you think about Mel Kuyper, he gets 90% of the picks wrong. He gets 90% of them wrong. <laughs> but, but... It does seem that in the NFL that the media does play a role in who gets picked and who does not. And it is pretty interesting, the drama that takes place from the end of the season all the way to the draft, that drama that takes place. So that's one takeaway. And then the other takeaway is just how solid Iowa football is right now and the draft picks. I was so excited. Now, this is a perfect place to talk about Zach Wilson, Dean. By the way, guys, go to 247hawkeye.com. Your guys' support has been phenomenal. When you guys share, I, I, you know, I see it. Um, the best place to find me and Dean is on Facebook, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony and then uh, Dean Freen, a.k.a. Dean Frying. 
uh, spelled F-R-E-I-N. Um, and then YouTube, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. Um, the podcast has just been growing. The NHA podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now has been growing fantastically. And uh, me and Dean love doing this. We love doing this. Um, anyways, this is a perfect place, Dean, to talk about Zach Wilson. Can you explain what the drama is, or whatever it was, Can you, what you told me um, off air, so to speak? Okay. Um, from what I understand, um, Zach Wilson has con considered Iowa when Iowa was recruiting him the same time they were recruiting Spencer Petrus. And <clears throat> Zach Wilson had a, a campus visitation set up, but the night before Spencer Petrus committed to Iowa, and I do remember this. Yeah. I mean, I had to be reminded with Rob Howell's um, tweet out there the other day, his, the tweet that he retweeted that he tweeted back then. Rob Howell, that, a.k.a. Rob Hull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, at that point, I can't remember if – and it's, I'm not sure if Zach Wilson canceled his visit because he saw the handwriting on the wall yeah. or if Iowa canceled his visit. It seemed to me like Iowa canceled its visit after Spencer Petrus, but the thing is, is I, I think the visitation with um, Zach Wilson coming forced uh, Spencer Petrus's hand. I think at the time it was speculation that that he felt like if Zach Wilson got on campus and he'd probably commit. And so I think my opinion was that Spencer, the night before, went ahead and committed so that yeah. the the coaches knew that he was serious about Iowa. And that they wouldn't take Zach Wilson. And honestly, um, who did Zach Wilson play for? BYU. BYU. BYU, baby. Oh yeah, man. They had a quite the they had quite the offense this year. And quite yeah, a they did. You know, here here's my thoughts on it, Dean. You know, mm -hmm. I saw all these Iowa fans saying, "Oh my gosh, Iowa missed boo hoo hoo." You know, all that nonsense. And I'm just thinking in my head, dude, Zach Wilson. The whole Pac-12 missed out on him. The entire Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least <laughs> Iowa was in it. And honestly, this actually, and it's not as though Spencer Petrus has been a bust. I mean, he literally mm -hmm. took Iowa to uh, nearly won the West in his first year. Mm -hmm. And Iowa finished top 15. Anyways, um, at least Iowa was in on Zach Wilson, Dean. So many teams Mm -hmm. Didn't even get offer him Iowa. So that makes me confident in Iowa's ability to assess talent. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously I do think that they missed out on Trey Lance. You know, it, it sounds like they wanted to offer him at safety and I'm sure he would have been good at that position, honestly, but it is kind of shocking Dean. I I'm not going to lie. It is kind of shocking that you see where Trey Lance is now. And you're like, how in the world did so many people miss, not just by a little bit, but mm -hmm. by a lot? Yeah, he wanted to play he quarterback, right? He yeah. wanted to play quarterback, right? And I think Minnesota and Iowa offered him a DB back or something like that. Right, right. You know? So, and, it, and it's interesting, you know, it's, 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 but still, at least Iowa was in on Trey Lance, and there were mm -hmm. many teams who were not. Mm -hmm. So, and if you think about it, Dean, the last three starting Iowa quarterbacks have all made the NFL and been drafted. Jake Rudock, Nate Stanley, C.J. Beathard, they all were drafted. They don't are forget, all in. Don't Go forget ahead. Ricky Stanzi. 
He played with the yeah. Chiefs for a few years. <laughs> right. So that would be that would be the last four starting court. Well, no, because it went Stanzi, then it went James Vandenberg. And honestly, folks, I've said this many times. Mm-hmm. I think James Vandenberg would have been drafted had uh, Iowa not switched to Greg Davis, um, you know, from Ken O'Keefe. That, man, Dean, that, <laughs> that was a back to that. That Greg Davis, oh, my God, that was awful. That was awful. At first, Dean, I was so excited when he got hired. Thinking what he could do for Iowa's offense, and man, he blew it up, dude. He yeah. he blew it up, Dean. He he literally <laughs> set a yeah. grenade on the Iowa offense, and you know it, it is interesting looking back on it. You know he had one good season with Iowa, maybe mm-hmm. two. You could say twenty fifteen and sixteen, but you know uh, when he when he got there, Iowa was just so bad on offense, um, and you know. Looking at how Iowa does on their pro day results, you know, when he got there, he said Iowa needed to get faster at wide receiver. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. But obviously there is a big difference between game speed, track speed, uh, you know, things like that. And, And Iowa does an excellent job of developing guys and getting them faster. So I don't necessarily buy into it. Anyways, that, you know, that was crazy. But it's over now. It's done. It's over and done. Um, you know, th- you know that brings me to another thing, Dean. What, what, what are the expectations for um, Brian Ferentz and this Iowa offense this year when th- last year's offense scored 30-plus points in nearly every game, I think every game but the first two? Um, mm-hmm. What is the expectation this year for this offense? I want to see them do the exact same thing again. Yeah. Um, yeah. This time, not lose to Purdue and, and Northwestern. Find a way to win because, honestly, you know, they were just one touchdown or one field goal away from winning both of those games. <laughs> it is crazy, Dean. It is absolutely crazy how close In the Northwestern game, we had that one until the very end when Northwestern took the lead. And we still had time to go down and – take the lead back, but we didn't do very well. <laughs> what did – I can't remember. what There was something that Brian – oh, he didn't run the football. That's right. He didn't run the football. But anyways. No. Yeah, we're yeah. up 17 to nothing, and he's throwing the hell out of the football. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, it's like <laughs> – Yeah, it was insane. Um, folks, but I will say this. For as much disdain as Iowa fans – or fans in general always put on the offensive coordinator – and the quarterback, you know, hashtag quarterback slash hashtag head coach people. Um, you know, he had an excellent year last year, Dean. Excellent. Uh-huh. Um, you know, outside of that game, you know, that was not good. But Iowa, you know, for all intents and purposes, that was their best offensive output in years. Uh-huh. Um, and, and for me, I don't see why Iowa cannot be a top 50 scoring offense every top 55, you know, every year. Um, and that's what I expect. Iowa to be top 55 as a scoring offense, whatever that is, 30 points a game, you know, 31, 32, whatever it ends up being. I don't see why Iowa can't be that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my expectation, Dean. Looking at these um, Alex Padilla highlights, you know, and, and just putting together everything that, that has happened, uh, you know, in the past week, Dean, if it's – for me, it is pretty remarkable that if you are a starter on the defensive line, what 
in your eyes, Dean, what positions would you say in the last three years have been the most successful for Iowa as far would, as production and NFL? I would say the defensive line, obviously, yeah. uh, in yeah. my opinion. Um, this year, I don't know that the defensive line is going to have that same kind of production because most of them are going to be new. I mean, they're talented, but they're going to be new. They'll have to gel to work together. But yeah. I feel confident with our um, linebackers and DBs. I feel confident that nobody's going to get anything on on our defense. Mm. You know, yeah, Dean. Because I was thinking about it, I was just like, the defensive line might actually be the past three years. It might it might be the best position on Iowa. You know, mm-hmm. you could argue tight end. I don't think the well, you could almost argue offensive line. Tyler Lindenbaum will be a top two two round pick Tristan Wirfs was a first round pick so obviously the O-line is still very good but it is remarkable how good uh the defensive line has been and low-key the linebacker group Dean I mean you have um Ben Neiman Nick Neiman now Josie Jewell um am I missing anyone in the past couple years who are in the NFL from the linebacker group I don't I don't I don't think so but uh um my last thought on on the highlights that I'm seeing, Dean, is that Jack Campbell is going to be a monster. Uh, he seems to me like the perfect Iowa linebacker. He's six four, six five. He can move. Uh, you know, apparently he. You know, everybody how they assess it. You know, his mindset. He has a crazy linebacker mindset. That's how you would say. Yeah. You know, he's that's he's just strong like that, and so. Um, I'm excited, Dean. This team, you know, um, I was saying this to you before these post-spring assessments came out. I said Iowa was top 15, and a lot of teams did have them as top 15, Dean. Uh, Dean, Mm -hmm. do you you think Iowa is top 15 after watching spring? What do you think? Um, Boy, without watching anybody else, I'm just going to have to take the experts, um, ESPN and all those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if they're top 15, they're top 15. Um, I don't know, because I mean, I don't think either. I don't think any of the open practices went as smooth or as good as they could, as as they probably have in some practices. Jack Campbell even said Saturday after the practice that he felt that they had an up and down. You know, they had good practices. They had bad practices. You know, things went great. Things didn't go so great. But he feels like they'll get there by August, you know, when they go to um, fall camp that they'll be ready to go. And uh, so, sure and, he's become, so and he's become quite the leader on there, a vocal leader and, you know, Kayvon Merriweather, which I got a story with that one. Um, yeah. What's up? He came now, Kayvon, you know, Kayvon is, is becoming a leader and I really like that. And I really liked how he handled the whole situation last summer, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the racist stuff. I really appreciate how he handled it and, I mean, he didn't get to play a lot right away this year. Yeah, but um, but he did come on. He came on, got his chance, and he did, and he finished the season very well. So he's going to do so good. But he had a after the practice was over, he and and some of the teammates got together for a, a, a little party, a little get together, in, in somebody's backyard. He went live on Instagram, and I got to yeah. notice that he was live. So I went ahead and checked out his live i was the only person viewing his live so he and i were having a conversation 
Wow. Okay. Because we weren't, we weren't, he was talking to me, but I was typing my questions and stuff, talking to him. And, you know, he explained to me, I said, man, what's going on behind you? And he goes, that's a party going on, man. He goes, after the practice, we're out here blowing some steam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I will say that, you know, Kayvon, I would not recommend continuing to do that. You know, you never know. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, I I would not, uh, you know, just thinking back to my days. But, But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, wow, you had a conversation with, with Kayvon. Um, yeah, he's yeah, good. We, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, we, we talked, you know, me typed him talking for about yeah. five minutes or so. And, and then, you know, I, I, it was really hard for me because, like you, you, like you knew, I was on the beach in Ventura this weekend. And yeah. with your cell phone, it's so hard on the beach. You can't hardly see your screen at right, all. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, very, 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 very true. The, um, you know, I still, Dean, I still don't see an avenue for Xavier. I, the only avenue I see for Xavier Williams is that he might be able to beat out Jack uh, Kerner mm-hmm. or Dane, uh, um, Dane Belton. That's the only avenue I really see because the other guys, you know, Kayvon, Riley, and Matt, I see them pretty solidified in their spots, you know. so yeah. Oh, I do um, too. I think yeah. I, I think what we're going to see out of Xavier Williams is not a starting position. I think we're going to see him come in and back up a couple of different roles, maybe the safety, a corner, uh, a cash position or something, just yeah. as a backup when somebody needs a breather for a minute. And mm-hmm. I think I think he's the type of person they can actually move him around a little bit. He might be a punt returner as well. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that. Um, yeah, he's so- going to be. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field unless he unless he's injured like he has been most of the practice practice. Yeah, and I know I know he's been out because of injury, but um, no, it'll be hard to keep him off the field. But they'll figure a way to use him. But I don't see him as a starter because I mean our yeah. our, our starters from last year are all set. They're back. Yeah, you know they are Xavier set. Williams will have to be pretty darn good to take one of their jobs spots from them <laughs> what ryan craner up for uh belgian league mvp look at that yeah he look leads us that he leads his team in um uh, points and rebounds <laughs> ryan craner you know it, I, I will say dean you know he got he all continued to get better in his time at iowa you know there were times where it's like He's capable of doing this. You know, he he moved well for a six nine six ten guy. He really did. He did. Um, you know, I don't know. He, I, he in my eyes, he was always capable. It just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't happen. You know, I I don't know. But uh, wasn't he so, hurt part of some of the time during his career? I don't remember. I really don't. I don't, I think I don't he remember. Probably was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty. Um, Either way, him, you know, his class with him and Jabo, you know, obviously were were uh, solid class. And there, mm-hmm. you know, there is something to be said about you know recruiting guys that come from your state because you know they they're they're fans of this program, you know, which we'll get to here in a second. Uh, you know, with the CJ Frederick stuff, I want to do the um the Iowa quarterbacks. We're gonna rank the quarterbacks here. Top okay. five, and we're going to go um, – w- when we do defensive line and offensive line, Dean, are we going to do top five offensive tackles or are we just going to do top five offensive linemen? You, you see what I'm saying? What, what yeah, do you let's think? just 
I think, you know, because of the way Iowa does it, I think we should just say offensive linemen. Yeah, I agree. Because they always put their five best guys out, and then they move them around course of the game. Totally agree. Okay, Dean, I want you to go first. Um, and then uh, I already have it kind of set up in my head, but I want you to go first. Mm -hmm. uh, top five Iowa quarterbacks of all time, folks. Uh, <laughs> Dean okay. is going to go here. Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the actual. Now I'm not. I'm going to give you two top fives. My top five okay. and the actual. Here's the actual top five, based on yardage, wins, um, and all things like that. Touchdowns. Okay. Chuck Long was number one. Nate yeah. Stanley's number two. Drew Tate's number three. Ricky Stanzi's number four, and number five is Chuck Hartlib. Mm. Okay. I don't necessarily agree because. These guys were all three and four year starters. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So the, there are some people who didn't make the top only because they were only one and two year starters. So sure. I'm starting my top five with Chuck Long. And, yeah. you know, okay. I agree. Um, yeah. I went with Nate Stanley as number two. Whoo. Okay. Number three is Randy Duncan. Wow. Tell you a little bit about Randy Duncan. Tell us he, about Duncan. Hmm? Tell us about du Randy Duncan. I'm going to tell you about Randy Duncan. He started two <laughs> years. He started for two years. The team went 15-2-2, two two, won two Rolls Bowls, won wow. a national championship under him. So i got to believe that Randy Duncan needs to be in there. If he had four years and as many games, you got to remember, this is when they only had eight or nine games a season. Right. Okay. You make an excellent point, Dean. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, number I got number coming in at number four, Brad Banks. Mm, yeah. You know he was a, a Heisman runner-up, just like Chuck Long. Um, he was very productive. That the only game they lost until they got to the bowl game, which was the Orange Bowl against USC. The only game they lost was Iowa State, and that's because Brad Banks had hurt his hands. Yeah. in that game and fumble the ball a couple times that set Iowa State up in great field position. The only reason, once Brad got his hands fixed and ready to go for the next week, nobody stopped him. Right. <laughs> okay. He was, he was crazy. Okay. I had a hard time with this next one, naming my number five. So we have a tie. Okay. <laughs> Drew Tate, C.J. Beathard, and Ricky Stanzi. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, folks, Dean has to pick one for his fifth. Who are you going with, Dean? Okay, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go with CJ. Okay, I like it. All right, I like it. <laughs> um, folks, I, I, there's not. I don't. I don't disagree with anything Dean said because you know it's it's all solid. Uh, and, and you make an excellent point for Randy Duncan. You do. You make an excellent point. Um, for me, folks, obviously Chuck Long is number one. Okay. Uh, he not only dominated in the stats section, but they were converted to wins. Uh, so Chuck Long is number one for me. Um, uh, number two, uh, I would probably go, uh, gosh darn it, it's hard because for me, wins in production matters a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, not the stats, not necessarily the stats, but the actual wins and stuff. Um if I had, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, I would uh, go Chuck Long one. I would probably go uh, with uh, with uh, CJ Beathard two. Uh, I would probably go 
Brad Banks three because that season was just incredibly good. Uh, I would probably go Nate Stanley four. And, and for me, Nate Stanley is much closer with C.J. Beathard and Brad Banks than it, you know, than, than it seems. And then fifth, uh, you know, Dean, it, you know, it is close between uh, Drew Tate because Drew Tate had an excellent season. Um, but he also, he also did let fans down a little bit with a few of his seasons. Uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, Iowa kind of went downhill a little bit, but he still had excellent stats. I would probably go uh, with my fifth. I would. Oh man, it's close between him and Ricky Stanzi. Um, <laughs> See how tough it is, dude. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably. I would probably go with uh, Drew Tate because Ricky Stanzi, uh, comparatively had some nice guys to throw to, you know, Marvin McNutt is Iowa's, you know, top mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, you know, if you look back at the Kirk Ferentz era, folks, um, th- the only time that the wide receiver, there, there was three times where the wide receiver group have been solid. And that has been the early 2000s, okay, ish, ish, uh, the, the 2008 to 2010 or 11 with McNutt, um, Mar- you know, Kevontae Martin Manley, uh, Ke- uh, Keegan Davis, or Keen, I think it's Ke- Keenan or Keegan, one of the two. And then obviously, uh, who, who am I, uh, what's the other guy's name, Dean? The guy that was on Iowa and then left, you know, uh, Darrell uh, Johnson Culianos. So, yeah. Um, and then obviously now the wide receiver group with Kelton Copeland is solid. I mean, it really is. I mean, it is worth saying, you know, with Amir Smith-Marset, because if you think about it, folks, uh, and that's why I have C.J. Beathard so high, because he had no one to throw to besides Kittle. No one, mm-hmm. okay? Iowa's wide receiver group was average at best, okay? I'm being I'm being very nice saying that it was average. Um <laughs> So, you know, for me, Dean, uh, that, yeah, real quick, the wide receiver group, folks, last year, maybe they didn't live up to the expectations, but our expectations were pretty dang high. Uh, And, you know, you just look at the position now, you know, uh, it is very healthy. You know, you have, you know, the 6'3", 6'4", types with, uh, uh, you have every, type of wide receiver you need you have the slack guy you have the multi-purpose guy with tyrone tracy you know it's just very solid right now uh and that deserves credit and then you know dean nate stanley i've always been high on nate stanley and and honestly dean he had for the most part his wide receiver group was average as well you know brandon smith and amir smith marset did not jump out of the gates until really their junior season so um and we saw it in that last game versus USC. So what do you think, Dean? What do you think of my five? Yeah, I'm going Drew Tate. Who did I go with, Drew Tate or Stanzi? I think I went with Drew Tate. You went with Drew Tate. Yeah. No, and honestly, I, I think we hit – We didn't we have the same top five? We just had them in different order. Yes, yeah. Uh, I didn't have Randy Duncan in there, but you make an oh, excellent point. Oh, that's true, point. that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> you make an excellent point. So yeah. there's our top five, folks. Uh, of Iowa quarterbacks, and it is very hard. It is very hard because, like I said, for me, um, I think I think of two things. 
Uh, I think of the, the, how the team did, and obviously how a team did is not completely beholden on the quarterback, especially in football, uh, because there's so many other things going on. But also, what did the quarterback have to throw to? And for me, Dean, Stanley uh, and, uh, and C.J. Beathard, you know, probably had the least amount of wide receivers to throw to out of the top five that I named. So, uh, you know, there it is, folks. All right. Uh, we're, we're winding it down here. Um, I do want to mention that ESPN uh, had in the post-spring Iowa as a top 15 team. And, you know, I got to tell you, Dean, and we're going to talk about C.J. Frederick here because, you know, we have to. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Dean, I think Iowa is going to be top 15 in the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, I really do. I think that Iowa is gaining some steam. Uh, and, you know, I got to tell you, you know, looking at the roster, it deserves it. It really does. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of solid young talent. There's very, very solid older talent that's here. Um, hopefully, I'm praying that this is not one of those years where Iowa, you know, just has an eight-win season, you know, where, you know, they just can't get over the hump. That, you know, that will be very disappointing. But anyways. Yeah. You know, this funny funny story about the Iowa being um, top number 15 or top 15 in the yeah. whole spring play is that we were ahead of Wisconsin, and the Wisconsin fans fans on Twitter just blew up Twitter with upset about that. That how how dare they think that Iowa should be ahead of Wisconsin? <laughs> they they are delusional, Dean. Wisconsin Wisconsin fans, you're delusional. Number one, your quarterback outside of the first game didn't show jack squat. Honestly, you, you, the running game is not what it used to be. Well, currently it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you guys, Wisconsin, you guys have a lot of areas where you guys need to prove your worth. So, honestly, I think you can make a case, Wisconsin fans, that Wisconsin shouldn't even be top 25, honestly. So, <laughs> I think, yeah. honestly, you guys are top 25 because of the name on your jersey, honestly. Am I wrong, Dean? No, you're not wrong because we're, didn't they finish the season in the top 25 and they, they had like a 4-3 record if you include yeah. their bowl win? <laughs> it's it, it, to me, yeah it, it, it's one of those situations where the name is getting you guys a lot of traction here um real quick thing before we talk about cj frederick uh you know I, we don't talk about recruiting a lot but were you surprised that the tight end out of west des moines eli raritan whose cousin went to nebraska you know they've the whole family has gone everywhere but iowa anyways um you know, he chose Notre dame did you see that um, I did not, but I thought he had Iowa under consideration, so I did not know that he ended up with Notre Dame. He, he did. He had an official visit set for Iowa. That, that's what's shocking to me. And I think I can't will... blame him right now. I mean, yeah. to choose Notre Dame over Iowa, I mean, Notre Dame is right now has a better chance of going to the playoffs than Iowa does. Well, well this is and... what I'll say, Dean. Hold on. Okay. I would say that Iowa – is it, they are not at Notre Dame's level, but Iowa has a chance as well as being a top 10 team here. I mean, they are right. knocking oh, yeah. on the door. And oh, no. the only thing I will say is that Notre Dame is the only program at the tight end position that is close to Iowa in production. And so mm-hmm. from that standpoint, 
I can say, okay, you didn't choose – you like um, like the kid out of Iowa last year choosing Nebraska. I was like, dude, what are you doing? They, yeah. they haven't produced any tight ends in years, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway, but, sorry. You know, yeah. in, in all honesty, the kid out of Iowa, didn't he live in Council Bluffs, though, which is practically in North – Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a, I mean, not Northwestern, but uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, so he probably grew up a Nebraska fan, and that's he probably did. always been his dream to play for Nebraska. And I get that. I do. So, you know, I will <laughs> say, we did talk about this early in the show, but, it, mm-hmm. you know, Iowa has swung. Uh, they've been in contention for the tight end, but they outside of the year where they got Josiah Meeman, Elijah Yelverton, and, and, and uh, Luke Lachey, Iowa has been missing here, uh, so we'll see what happens at that position. I, I'm not saying I'm concerned. Hopefully, hopefully, this kid takes decides to take his actual ofi- official visit to Iowa, mm-hmm. so that he that's that's the only thing I would say is take your official and see if you you truly want to uh, stick with Notre Dame as long as Iowa gets two out of the top three kids from in state i'm okay with it you know hopefully they can get all three of the top guys um i think i think iowa is absolutely in the running for xavier noakampe uh the the number one guy in the state i think iowa is right there honestly dean anyway, it seems like he's a it yeah. seems like to me like he's a pretty good fan from he a lot is, of the yeah. stuff i've seen you know on twitter him the guys he's hanging out with the guys right the guys on the team and next year's team that are tweeting him and everything. And I mean, Dean, it seems I, to me like yeah. he's a fan. I, I got to believe that he's strongly leaning toward Iowa. I have to believe that. I agree. I'm <laughs> with, I'm with you there. I, I think Iowa is right there. So we'll see folks. I mean, Iowa has missed on three guys in state, you know, two guys choosing Iowa <laughs> state uh, and one guy choosing Notre Dame here, but in fairness, okay. I will say that, uh, you know, uh, at the linebacker position, Iowa is set uh, with, you know, older talent and young talent uh, and tight end. You know, I don't know what's happening there, but I think Iowa is still in an excellent position of having at bare minimum a top 35 class. And as long as they do that, I'm all good. Uh, you know, honestly, Dean, the guys at tight end who uh, were walk-ons, I feel good that that Iowa can turn those walk-ons into mm-hmm. productive starters. I really do. You know, I always had long- good luck with. I always always had good luck with getting walk-ons. Yeah. You know, as long um, as you are athletic, uh, well, athletic and and willing to be coached, Iowa will will make you a productive player. You know, so I, I feel good about that, Dean. But I would like Iowa to start hitting. On some of these top guys, you know, I, I will say that. All right. Uh, la- you know, last thing here. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, C.J. Frederick uh, went to Kentucky. And, you know, I've told you, decided to go to uh, Kentucky. And I, I said, you know, hopefully uh, I can get the other side of the story here. Well, anyways. But, um, you know, Dean, I said to you, and, you know, a lot of Iowa fans are upset. uh Obviously, the the McCaffrey brothers are upset, and I understand that. You know, it's a di- it's a totally different situation for them because they grew up diehard Iowa fans, and they mm-hmm. are immer- they are as close to the Iowa program mm-hmm. as one can be. But the only thing I you know I said to you, Dean, and I wrote an article on it. 
that I did not think that this decision was going to pan out the way that the Fredericks hoped. And I still believe that. But the biggest thing for me is, and I've said this many times, when you leave a program, you are no longer a part of the program as like someone who, like Ryan Craner who, or Jordan Bohannon, who have stuck through, you know, all years with Iowa. And what comes with that after, you know, sports is done is phenomenal. When you can be associated with a program or a school after you're all done with sports, that is a massive, massive thing to just have in life. And I don't think, Dean, that C.J. Frederick any longer will have that. And from that standpoint, you know, it's too bad. What are your thoughts on the situation here? Well, I agree with you. Um, you know, it's it, it's sad because anybody, unless they were a grad transfer, is no longer associated with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. You know, they're associated with whatever school they ended up with. And not many of these guys have found much success when they leave. Um, you know, Cor- Cordell Pencil. Pencil, you yeah. know. Um, he went to, was it West Virginia, I believe? Or uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he had a. I don't think he had the season he was expecting. He might have had a better season had he stuck at Iowa. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's the whole point, Dean. Is that you know, is it really going to be worth leaving what you could get out of the school? And you know, if we look at all the transfers, I don't see it. You know, the only guy that I think has actually been productive a, a little bit was Christian Williams. And maybe Macy Daly. I, I haven't seen Macy Daly, but the point is, folks, is that when you go to a school and you play sports there and you finish there, you get a bunch of um, bonuses from the school. Your your name being attached to the school is a phenomenal thing to have. And when you transfer, quite frankly, you lose it. I remember Chris Carter talking about that. Uh, when he was talking about, you know, some big Ohio State player transferring um, and losing what you your name when it's associated with the school. And that's that's a fact. You know, I know Iowa fans would like to think, well, no, I was a, a very nice school. They'll still welcome Frederick back, maybe, but not as much as they would have had he stayed. That's the fact. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the, and then also when it comes to production, Dean, I just don't see it. I don't see him having been as productive at Kentucky as he could have been at Iowa. And, you know, that's because, you know, I, I always say I root for Iowa, but that doesn't mean that I dislike the players. You know, I still want them to do well. So, you know, I just don't think that – I don't think that this – honestly, Dan, I don't think that this is a good situation. Uh, and I don't think it's going to end up like the Fredericks hope. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we'll see, you know, only time will tell here. Iowa fans yeah. are a little butthurt though. I will say that. Are you yeah. upset, Dean? I'm upset that he left, but I, yeah. I, I wish him the best because he doesn't, whatever reasons, whatever reasons and, and however he does, you know, however, what made him leave, you know, he had his reasons. And so I, I always liked the guy. So yeah. I do wish him well at Kentucky. I don't want to wish him any ill will just because he left Iowa. Obviously. Yeah, no, you know. I'm, I'm with you, Dean. I'm, I'm right there with you. I still hope the best, but it, as a prognosticator here, those, those are my thoughts. I don't think it'll be 
as good mm-hmm. over there. But uh, and and ultimately, I think he transferred not because of any issues with the program, but just a case of the grass is greener. And I got to tell you, fan, Iowa fans, when you are being applauded and having your name, uh, you know, just being loved like that. It is very enticing, especially by a program like Kentucky. So it does not surprise me at all. Was it potentially dirty? I don't know. Hopefully I get the story on it. Uh, we'll see. But uh, either way, you know, I, I, I've given my comments. I Number one, I don't think it'll be as good as it could have been at Iowa. And number two, unfortunately, I think the Frederick family probably lost what uh, – what you gain when you graduate from a school and, and finish at that school. Um, you know, quite frankly, only the, the only people, I don't know if I want to say this, but the only individuals that can truly know what I'm saying with that are people who have gone to a school and, or excuse me, played out of school and can know what I'm talking about with being attached to the school and having that uh, brand next to your name. Uh, the, the last thing is, if Frederick can make it work at Kentucky, Kentucky is a dang nice name to have in basketball to have attached to your name as well. So, you know, we'll see there. Um, anyways, so th- those are my thoughts. Those are Dean's thoughts as well on the situation. Wishing them the best. I think Iowa basketball will be just fine. They are just fine. Um, we're just end it. End it uh, we're going to end the NHA podcast here uh, on some last thoughts. Uh, listen, folks. Uh, I think Iowa football uh, looked good. I don't think spring uh, – I, I would have liked to see some other things. Uh, I've said many times I think the running game is what's going to determine this Iowa season. And, you know, uh, from that standpoint, the running game has looked pretty good. I'm ex- – you know, Dean, did you see the picture with Tyler Goodson and um, D- uh, Dan Gable? Did you see that picture? I did not. I must have missed that picture. Folks, that picture is what I'm talking about, about when, when you finish out of school and, and you have those type of connections right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was an awesome picture to see, you know, Tyler Goodson wanting to win the Doak Walker Award and saying it out loud, I think, is an awesome goal. Uh, it, you know, he seems like an awesome kid. And so that's, that's, that's really, really awesome. Uh, last but not least, uh, congratulations to the Hawkeyes being drafted. I think all of them are going to be productive at their, uh, at their respective teams. Um, you know, to just say who I think will be the most productive, honestly, Dean, I think it'll be Chauncey Golston. I see him coming in right away and doing good. So, um, those are, those are my final thoughts. Dean, what, 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 what do you want to leave with here? I, I want to leave with the, basically the saying that, um, the draft went well for these guys. There's eight guys, nine guys that signed undrafted. And yeah. I, I got to believe all of them. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Corey Cronk, I don't think you're going to make it. You haven't played more than <laughs> one game in two years. I'm yeah. sorry. In two no, years. No, hold on. You're getting it. In, oh, yeah, it is Corey Cronk. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about Jack Heflin. You are. Okay, my bad. I don't know why I was confusing. I think Jack Heflin has a chance to stick very well. I'm with you as well there. That's what I was thinking you were talking about. My bad. Corey Croft, the one who played like one game, got injured. We didn't hear from him the rest of the season. (laughs) He didn't play the year before with Indiana because he was injured. How does this guy even get a look? 
Trust me. How does he get a look? Because he has <laughs> Iowa attached to his name. But yeah, I, I know I agree with everything you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Anything yeah. else that you want to leave with here? No, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, you know, I've said all my opinions through the whole course of the podcast, and so <laughs> there we go, folks. Uh, listen, we we are so grateful for your guys' support. It's been uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, two four seven hawkeyecom The the uh, podcast is is truly growing like crazy. The NAJ podcast, and that's because of you guys. You guys are the ones making this happen. If you want to support us. We do have a donation spot on the 247hockey.com page. I'll put the link in the description. Uh, and uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. And facts or feelings, your feelings just don't matter. Go Hawks. Bye. Bye.